A year after the first COVID-19 lockdown was initiated in the Philippines and major parts of the country are once again under enhanced community quarantine. Variants of the virus are blazing through major parts of the country and it's taking infection rates and statistics to an all-time high. Like the annoying prankster cousin you swore you'd end up killing one of these days, COVID-19 continues to tug relentlessly at the last straw of our collective frayed nerves. In a way, it's the most active and prolific serial killer of our time. To date, it has claimed more than 3 million lives worldwide and in the process, changed our lives in profound, oftentimes catastrophic ways. What could be more merciless and unmatched in its appetite to extinguish human life? We never know when it will strike or who will fall victim next. Although it's a killer that doesn't discriminate, it's particularly worse for the poor and the powerless. It's taken men, women, young and old. Given the perfect chance, when you've let your guard down and think you're safe, it will most likely come for you too. Is there anything more worrying or scarier than this deadly disease? For Fabel Pineda, that answer would take the form of two local police officers. When, on July 2nd, 2020, the 15-year-old was shot five times just moments after she reported two Ilocosur law enforcement officers of molestation and rape. You're listening to part one of a two-part episode on the murder of Fabel Pineda, where we now put the spotlight on a case that illustrates just how the pandemic has been particularly devastating for women, especially in the hands of people who swore an oath to protect and serve. While the pandemic has been bad for many all around, it's particularly tougher for women. Statistics show that pandemic recession has led to more job losses among women than men globally and face heightened threats that include domestic and gender-based violence. The rise of gender-based violence defined as any type of harm perpetrated against a person or a group of people because of their factual or perceived gender, sexual orientation and or gender identity is one of the more dangerous consequences of the pandemic during the quarantine. The United Nations Population Fund estimated that there had been a 20% increase in domestic violence globally. While in the Philippines, violence against women and children picked up again by May into June of 2020 after a drop in cases at the outset of the government-enforced quarantine. The report, according to an Inquirer article on sexual violence in the Philippines, also indicated the child rape cases are considerably higher compared to women, but domestic abuse from partners and sexual violence are sadly just some of the alarming incidents that women increasingly face during the pandemic. At the height of the 2020 quarantine lockdowns, a sex for pass scheme involving the police was exposed. According to multiple news reports, police officers were allowing passage to women at security checkpoints in exchange for sexual favors. A Rappler story in particular details a disturbing story from a certain Marivik who has resorted to prostitution so she can feed her family. 
According to Marivik, after walking over two hours to meet a client, she finally reached a checkpoint and encountered Andres. Andres, she claims, is a police officer notorious for abusing prostituted women in their town. During the lockdown, she alleges that he and other policemen would go to the houses of these women and rape them. Andres was also one of the first policemen to give her cash for sex when she was just a teenager. After several years, he replaced cash with threats of arrest. Needless to say, it got worse during the lockdown. When news of the alleged scheme broke out, PNP Chief General Archie Francisco Gamboa released a statement urging victims to immediately report and file charges against the suspected wrongdoers. In an interview with ABS-CBN, Gamboa said that the PNP understands the predicament of victims to make their complaints public out of embarrassment or fear, but promises that he will treat an official complaint with confidentiality. He also added that if a victim's claim is found to be true, then it will be a basis for the dismissal of the accused police officer. No additional statement was made about a heavier punitive action regarding the alleged sexual assault. Jean Enriquez, the executive director of the Coalition Against Trafficking in Women Asia-Pacific, responded with this statement. It's so easy for Sir Gamboa to say that the victim should come forward. It means that he doesn't understand the danger that women victims of sexual violence are facing, especially from powerful men. Abel Pineda's story, unfortunately, illustrates this painful reality. We want to say hi and big thanks to the guys from Kumu. Kumu is a Pinoy live streaming app where you can connect with Filipino streamers and celebrities. Use our link in the description below to follow some Kumu streamers. It was too late. By the time Fabel and her 18-year-old cousin Bernadette realized that they had stayed past the mandated quarantine curfew. It's after midnight, June 28, and both girls had a little too much to drink after attending a friend's party, unaware that their evening is about to end in tragedy. According to news reports, police staff sergeants Randy Ramos and Marawi Torda of the San Juan Municipal Police Station in Ilocosur picked the cousins for violating curfew and offered to take them home. Instead of doing so, the men took both girls to a nearby beach where one allegedly raped Bernadette, while the other sexually molested Fabel. Days later, Fabel would go to the police station in Kabugao to report the assault. By all accounts, she did everything right. She had two adult family members take her to the station. She made her complaints official, and after doing so, approached the women's desk where she asked police staff sergeant on duty, Merli Joy Pasqua, for a police escort back home. Fabel's uncle, one of her adult chaperones, complained that the policewoman denied them assistance, adding that the police officer ridiculed the request and quoted her saying, You expect us to play nanny to you? Moments later, Fabel and her relatives were ambushed by two men riding tandem on a motorcycle. Fabel was shot five times and was declared dead on arrival when they rushed her to the hospital. Her relatives survived to identify the gunmen as the same two police officers she had just reported of sexually assaulting her and her cousin. The daughter of an OFW in Kuwait, 
Abel would have pursued her dream of becoming a nurse if she hadn't died that day. Instead, the bright and promising young woman would be another addition to a heartbreaking list of individuals who have died violently as a result of the country's vicious culture of police impunity. After the incident went public, PNP Police Chief General Archie Gamboa made a passionate statement against the two officers, calling them animals who deserve to be jailed for life. While Gamboa vowed to lean hard on PNP Internal Affairs Service to speed up its investigation, Ilocosur Governor Ryan Singson also asked the NBI to look into the case as he expressed distrust in the police force to go after their own. Sadly, incidents of violence against women from law enforcement officers are not exclusive to the Philippines. In the UK, a similar high-profile case involving the murder of a 33-year-old woman by a police officer triggered a worldwide discussion on violence against women and set off a movement that attempts to flip the script on how men, not women, should be held accountable for our safety. Listen to the continuing episode of Girl Interrupted when we explore how the rage over Sarah Everard's death galvanized women around the world to challenge the culture of victim blaming. Don't miss out on new episodes. Like, subscribe to The Last 24 Hours or follow the podcast on Facebook at Historia Nijet where you can get in touch, tell me your thoughts, suggest cases, or just say hello. I'll do my best to get back to you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.